All right, hello, idiots on parade, the too ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, all is well here. We have, holy fuck, so many things to talk about that we can talk about. Uh, listeners, just for the, just so you know, um, this is one of those weeks where Jake and I didn't talk in advance. Like, hey, what do you want to talk about? So we're gonna freeform this. But we have the Republican convention. We have Melina Trump's speech. Um, uh, God, we, we could talk about uh, cops being killed. Uh, I mean, there's so much to talk about, but I want to start light. I want to start easy. And uh, last week I brought up a book, um, uh, Last Crossing. I already forgot the title of it. I'm reading it. It's off in another room right now. But I remember I told you about a book that was bombed by a German submarine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's funny because now that I'm reading it, uh, you and I on this uh, on our podcast have talked about drone strikes and targeting civilians accidentally or on purpose, whatever. But holy shit, dude, this this is World War One, and uh, this isn't even what I want to talk about. But that was the policy of the German U-boats. They just gave the commander carte blanche and said because they they didn't have radio that extended far out into the ocean then on U-boats. Uh, they had it on ships, but oh yeah, on... that was one of their big uh, tactics because. The, only the Germans had really good submarines back right. then, and so they just kind of had free reign of the ocean. So they, they, I mean, they weren't necessarily great against uh, big battleships or whatever, but they were really good against uh, unguarded civilian vessels. Yes. and so they would just blow up the merchants and be like, "Well, fuck you! You got no, you got no cans of beans or, or ammunition now." And so they would have to spend all their resources, you know, sending a bunch of warships to guard. You know any any little sh- you know supply shift that wanted to come over. Yeah, I mean, and that's so. We, here we talk about drone strikes, but uh, you know they were actively targeting, and this this was a cruise ship. This was not even you know like they would blow up uh, merchant ships, fishing vessels, uh, supply lines. But this was literally a cruise ship. I mean, and I know it still happens today. Uh, the last one was. Uh, uh, Chechnya? Uh, what is that the breakaway where the Russians shot down an airliner? But yeah, I think so. That's not what I wanted to talk about. In this book, uh, this guy, I feel, I not I feel, but I do, I read it with my computer because he drops so many interesting facts on one page, yeah. and then he moves on, but I'm distracted. I want to learn more about what sure. he just said. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Two things he mentioned, he, he mentioned two people in passing, he literally just mentioned them and moved on. But I was so blown away by this that I wanted to tell you about it to see what you thought. So he talks about two passengers. One guy, I don't remember their names, was supposed to be on the Titanic and got a bad feeling before getting on and said, nah, I'm not going to get on the Titanic. And so he missed what happened there. And then obviously a few years later, he gets on this ship and gets bombed. And another guy was supposed to get on this ship and said, no, nah, I've got a bad feeling. So a few years later, he gets on the goddamn Hindenburg. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a literal true-life Final Destination movie where Death was like, I'm going to get you fuckers no matter what. Although the guy in the Hindenburg survived. He was just badly burned, according to the... But how, like, you talk about it's, your it's bad goddamn It's just tangible life. evidence that there's, that there's no good 100% reliable psychics out there you know I mean you dial up the 1-800 numbers you go into the palm reading shop thinking you're going to get accurate information every time but uh you never know they they all have off days they 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 have their good days psychics and they have their bad days 
It's ironic that you say that because one person that didn't get on the ship was the niece of a psychic at the time who said, ooh, don't get on that ship. And it said that she didn't really not get on the ship because of the psychic, but she became indecisive. So according to the, the author, she spent that morning packing and unpacking, trying to decide whether or not she should get on the ship until she missed it. So, but she did get the advice, don't get on that ship. Well, I kind of feel like it's it's not really... I don't know, necessarily psychic intuition to be skeptical of turn-of-the-century technology that's uh, floating in the air for the first time when it's never been done. No, but, uh, Yeah, yeah. Or, or, well, I was, I was thinking Hindenburg, but... Yeah, oh, or, or the ocean. Yeah, any, any cocky uh, ship captain going, this thing's so awesome, we don't need any goddamn lifeboats. How do I know? Because it's the year 1912, <laughs> and technology is at its peak. It's like I don't anyone know. that I, I'm not, to, not getting in that guy's book. It's like anyone today that uh, is interested in those commercial space flights they keep talking about. They're like, oh, within 10 years, we're going to have commercial space flights where anybody can go into space. I'm like, eh, I think I'll, you know, let that go for a couple of years as you get the kinks out, you know? Right. If some weird rich dude built a spaceship for commercial uh, passengers, like if Donald Trump came out with a spaceship and he was like, it's the biggest spaceship there's ever been. Uh, it's very fabulous. It's classy. It's got Trump on the side of it. We don't need safety equipment because it's already built by the best. The whole spaceship, it's, it's one big piece of safety equipment. Like, I don't I don't know, man. I kind of want one of those uh, launch pods that you hop in at the end of Planet of the Apes or whatever and, uh, and, and, and peace out. I want one of those. The fucked up thing about this is... Uh what I mentioned earlier is it's you don't even need to be a psychic for, for this uh, ship because uh, Germany had been bombing merchant ships or torpedoing with submarines, U-boats. Um, and right before this one sailed, they literally said, hey, everybody's fair game. We're just going to shoot whoever the fuck we want. Like they issued that. And everybody said, oh, but they don't mean civilian ships. Oops. No, apparently you don't know what Germany's going to be up to within the next few decades. We're just getting warmed up with that shit. Exactly. Yeah. This is just our first go-round. Yeah, we're going to do something so fucked up in the 30s, people won't even remember this. This is going to be an obscure <laughs> uh, bullet point at the bottom of the page about what we did in the 30s. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, uh, the second Oh, point. dude, I, I want to stay on World War One for a bit. If, sure, if you sure, like sure. that book... Have you ever listened to any of uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History podcast? I have not, but please fill me in. Fucking amazing, dude. They He, he goes so in-depth in these things. He did a World War One podcast. It's, it's a six-parter, and each part is like an hour and a half to three hours long. Jesus. I, he really us. goes into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's really um, – he, he did a really good one about uh, – uh, Genghis Khan, it was the wrath of the Khans. It was like Genghis Khan through his grandsons. Um, he, he just broke down that whole thing. I mean, he's, he's, he's got a lot of, he really goes in depth. He, he, he does a good job of giving you like a bird's eye picture of the whole thing, but then goes all the way down to like primary sources of, uh, the World War One was crazy because it, it was, you know, it was journals of um, like enlisted soldiers that were that were in the trenches of that shit. And yeah. oh man, it, it was fucking gravity like it's it, it, it's not for the faint of heart like he really paints a picture man it's uh it's, it's pretty brutal 
Did you, uh, you, you, you set my mind on an odd path. Did you ever see Greg Giraldo's bit about letters from war and civilization? I'm not. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. 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 I, I, I do remember that one. So if listeners, it's, it's a great, we should look it up. I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but the punchline, I'll just give it away is he, he, he said he was reading a history book. And what Jake just, you said is uh, that, uh, you know, the journals from the entrenched and, so Geraldo is like, oh, I'm reading the Civil Wars. Oh, dearest Martha, today we fight our darkest battle. It's going to be horrendous, and I, uh, the nerves have me quaking in my boots. And then he reads one from Iraq, you know, like, hey, bitch, fucking, uh, it's fucking hot here, and it fucking sucks. This is fucking stupid. You know, like, it's just, <laughs> it's a really good comparison. Yeah, no, that, that was a good bit. But, well, I, I think the reason that is, is because most people back in the day weren't really educated they weren't really literate but and so the people that were I, I mean they went to universities and they you know it was back when they still really drilled uh grammar and they still have I mean, cursive and all that shit so the handwriting looks all cool so you either had these like super intelligent like educated educated like super college educated people or you were illiterate you know? right, so you were, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So it wasn't like every letter home read uh, beautifully. It's just that the few people they have sources from, read, that makes a lot of goddamn yeah. sense. And so what I think was going on was, was you'd have a few uh, literate people or what they would call nerds back then uh, in, each, in each unit. And the other dudes would come up to them and be like, Hey man, tell Ellie May I want to fuck her when I get back. And I'll uh, I'll paraphrase a bit for you, Jethro. I'll uh, uh yeah yeah no I'll, I'll make it sound good. I'll clean it up. You know what I mean? But make it sound fancy. Make it sound like that fancy city boy talk you be talking the rest of the time that we beat you up for. Make it sound like that. Make me sound wicked smart there, fancy boy. Riches beat you up for <laughs> yeah that's what i think was going on there that's why i think their shit sounded awesome is because there was like three literate dudes and they were the smartest people and then uh the, the rest they were just kind of writing stuff down for the for the idiots that's fucking now crazy. everyone's got a smartphone everyone can blog everyone can tweet like you don't have to be smart to know how to read anymore right. everybody here knows how to read whether they should or not, you know, like uh, they, they can all write stuff down, whether they should be writing down their thoughts or not. So that, that's that's the world we live in today. That is true. And it's hilarious and well fucking thought out. Oh, I love that. All right. Uh, what I was going to segue into earlier, is I said, I had two short topics. Um, uh I want you to play good cop on this because I don't want you to get in any trouble. You are currently applying with Enterprise, as you talked about last week. Um, so anything said here forward that might be deemed negative is all me. This is Nathan. Jake is pro-Enterprise. Jake has nothing but beautiful things to say about Enterprise. Dude, I have a job interview in two days. If you fuck this up for me, I'm going to be so pissed off. Real estate's not going well. I need this job, goddammit. Whatever they did to you, I'm sure you were just getting, like, snotty with them and out of line. And this is all on you, man. I will not. I'm a company man through and through. It's not even that it's bad. Here's the story. So I have All right, a, there we go. I like where this is going. I have a Honda, so I have a Takata airbag recall. You know about that, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. So what happened is uh, Honda put in for my recall in April, and it still hasn't happened. So I contacted them, and they said they'll give me a loaner car because if you don't, if you're listening and you don't know the Takata airbags, they went cheap on a chemical, and so the airbags go off randomly, and they've killed people. So it's the largest recall in history, and uh, they they're fixing the airbags, and you're basically driving sort of a death trap. So they said they would give me a loaner car for as long as it takes. And the guys at Enterprise said they've seen people driving the, the cars for two months uh, waiting. But either way, I thought that I would get a Honda. I thought I would just take it into the dealer. They'd give me a lease car or something like that. No, they're going through Enterprise. And I went and filled out the paperwork at Honda yesterday. And where I live, uh, Enterprise is right next to Honda. So I stopped next door and said, hey, I'm picking up a car tomorrow morning, today as we record. I'm picking up a car tomorrow morning. Uh, I just want two things. Can I make a reservation? And they said, absolutely. I said, great. I want an economy car with good gas mileage, and I need cruise control. And they said, perfect. We'll have that for you in the morning. I show up this morning, and the first thing they say is, all right, we got a Dodge Charger for you. I'm like, no, no, that's a big muscle car. I don't want that. And they said, oh, we also have this uh, Hyundai. I'm like, all right, I'll take that. I get in. I start driving. No cruise control. So the two things I asked for, they did not even try. So I call them and say, hey, I asked for cruise control. They said, oh, well, check back at 5 p.m. I'm like, God damn it. So I continue driving home with the car I don't want. And I call them back and say, hey, what about the airport? That's uh, 20 minutes away. Can I go up there and change a car out? And they said, oh, no, we, we have one with cruise control now. Just come back here. So I literally turned around. So that it's not really bitching, but it's like... I said I wanted the economy car, and the first words out of their mouth today were, yeah, Dodge Charger, big muscle car. Sure, sure. I, uh, well, let me just say that I'm, I'm applying for one in uh, Queens, New York. Um, I have no idea what's going on back there in Iowa. I assume that's maybe where they send the people that flunk out on the coast. You know what I mean? Like, we send them to fly over states as punishment. Um, that's, that's what I would do. I'm, I'm entering The New York their- branch is solid. The New York... Yes. Yes, anybody listening to this, the New York branch is solid. In fact, wait a minute. Most of the people listening to this are probably in the Midwest. So the New- the Midwest branch is good, too. Let me cover my ass in case my future bosses ever listen to this. I think that uh, Timbal's just being too picky on this one. You know what I mean? Like, it's a car. Just get in the car and drive it. Well, here's the fucked up thing. Uh, I'm driving to Detroit tomorrow, which is why I wanted cruise control and made that up. I'm like, I'm fucking... But the Hyundai, I have a Kia now. The Kia is pretty nice. But the Hyundai, who the fuck makes a car in 2015? It was a 2015 without cruise control. What the fuck is Hyundai thinking? Like, ah, that's just a bonus. Who needs cruise control? Fucking everyone. Yeah, it's true. It is is pretty common. I I don't know. As as someone applying for the management trainee program, I would say what they need then is something um, when they, when they, when they, Answer the phone, you know, a computer, possibly even a notepad where they can, you know, jot down the account number. Uh, maybe like certain things you can select, like uh, options that they prefer. But, you know, a big, nice big open section at the bottom to where you could just sort of write things down that might not already be pre selected in the computer. And you can just be like, bitter, 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 type it in. And then uh, it, it goes with your, your name. It's filed in there with your name, phone number, whatever. When, when you bring it back up, the next person who tries to uh, get your car for you, do whatever, sees that you called and sees that you entered an inquiry and did that. So uh, I would, and, and if that's already in place and the employee didn't do it, 
um, I, I would have them flogged in front of the entire staff to, uh, <laughs> to instill discipline and show that we are the best goddamn nationwide car service. I and mean, we, we, do not, we, 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 we do not accept laziness on the job. Uh, corporal punishment. That's, that's, that's what I think. There you go. Should, should be Standing implemented. up for both enterprise and the customer. Jake, you yes. walk a fine line, but a good line. I will bring honor to enterprise rental cars. Yes, if you're listening to this and deciding whether or not to give me a job. There you go. All right, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the convention? You want to talk about Melina's speech? Uh, I honestly haven't seen Melina's speech yet. I, I've been busy moving and stuff. I, oh, let's I, talk about I, that I, really I, quick. You just yeah, let's, goddamn let's moved. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, I... I like a week ago, and now you're moving fucking again. You said yesterday we were going to record, and then it's like, no, nah, I'm moving. I'm like, you just goddamn moved. How often does Jake move, uh, listeners? Let's uh, let's play. It's like a drinking game with you. It's it's pretty sweet, man. We we basically just uh, throw darts at a map of Astoria, Queens, and wherever it lands, we 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 lease the closest apartment. No, I, I moved into uh, Amy's place like three months ago, and. She ended up getting this really sweet deal on a, on a basement apartment in like a townhouse, that, yeah. yep, I and so we just moved into there, which is badass because now I have a washer and dryer in the apartment. I don't oh, have to pay see, any utilities, that, and I have a backyard. Washer dryer is what's been going off in the background. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got confused. I literally thought yesterday you were moving out of the basement. This is your you're finally in. No, the basement. no, we're finally in the basement. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I was confused. I thought that that was the case. All right. Well, Melina's speech, um, you, you've seen all the, the nonsense about her uh, plagiarism, right? She, she stole from Michelle Obama's speech? Oh, wow. She ripped off Michelle Obama to promote Trump. That's awesome. Oh, you didn't see that? It's, it's, it's no. a side, there are side-by-side videos everywhere. It exploded right after her speech Monday. I, I heard people were shitting on her for it. I, I, I didn't know what for, man. I've, I've, been, I've been too busy moving and things yeah. like that. Well, here, the problem is I have not heard anybody throw out this theory. Like, I've read a lot of people that just say, oh, it was the speechwriters. Oh, she stole. She, you know, but nobody has said this. English is not her first language. So, you know, I couldn't go to Slovenia. And I, I only I barely speak English, so I can't shit on her, or call her stupid because she plagiarized. I mean, I think she got thrown in over her head like she is the she's a fashion model for fuck's sake and models are not known yeah that's be- true I, I as long as you don't compare her to other first ladies and exactly. you only compare her to eastern european fashion models i think she's doing all right man not just eastern european fashion models i mean look at american fashion models like miss south carolina i believe and such that and such iraq and such freedom and such I mean, models are not known to be bright creatures, so... But yeah, dude, that's why I love how there was that whole thing about, uh, listen, uh, pageants, uh, like Miss Teen, whatever, we're not making them walk around in their bathing suit because it makes women look bad, and it's it's bad for uh, women's causes and how women are judged in society. It's like, that's not what makes women look bad about those pageants. What makes women look bad about those pageants, I mean, specifically the women in the pageants, is when they ask them to start talking. Because yes. you're in a pageant for just kind of looking good anyway. I don't really see a lot of um, really obese, unattractive women who are... Uh, Road scholars. You know, yeah, yeah, who, who, who have scholarships to Harvard. It's like, oh, why, why are you here? I'm, I'm an obese woman with a scholarship to Harvard. It's like, no. You don't see a lot of them. You see a bunch of pretty women, and they're not there for their brains. And so when you ask them brainy questions, 
they fuck it up. And it makes them look ridiculous. No one walking around in their bathing suit did not make them look ridiculous. That's that's what they're there for. Exactly. And so you take... That's going off again. Uh, what is... <laughs> how much laundry are you doing? Anyway... I don't you, know. This thing's buzzing a lot. Hang on. Let me, let me go fuck with this thing. just opening it. Try yeah, opening yeah. the door, hitting stop. But so anyway, you take Melina, and she's in over her head. She's got to write this speech in a non-native tongue. So what does she do? She's not a smart person. She just watches a speech and says, oh, that sounds good. She probably doesn't even realize that plagiarism is bad because as a model, she never had to write a term paper. You know, she never had to do yeah. a book report. She, So, yeah, she says, oh, I like that. I'll say that. And then obviously it gets thrown up and everybody's saying play. And, yes, she did it. They can deny it all they want. I mean, it's fucking verbatim for phrases. But the whole point is nobody is, like, giving her the benefit, of, not the benefit of the doubt, but nobody's saying, look, it's not her native tongue, and she's a goddamn fashion model. She's not, like, Michelle Obama, where does she go to college? She's a fucking genius. So, of course, she's going to write a great speech, and if you're dumb, you're going to copy from something great, and that's all Melina did. I, part of me almost hope Trump's, Trump wins because I, I just want to see... You know how first ladies always have their, like, pet causes or whatever? Uh, Laura Bush was... Um, reading. Well, yeah, yeah, it was reading. Uh, Michelle Obama's health, exercise, fitness diet. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all about making kids lose weight or whatever. I wonder what hers is going to be. Uh, you know? Make, makeup tips. I would, I would like to hope... I, I mean, it's going to have to be something uh, beauty-related, obviously, because that's her, her experience. Yeah. I would like to hope that she, for the first time ever, takes the same cause as the last First Lady. Like She's like, I'm going to fight childhood obesity. But she does it in a totally <laughs> different way. She's like, listen, you puke up breakfast. All right? You little whores don't deserve to keep down breakfast. I never made, have made it to America if I wouldn't have puked up breakfast. This is called cocaine. No, not cocaine. That's illegal here. Uh, lie to the doctor and get a prescription to Adderall. You crush that up and you snort it every morning. It make you skinny. You American girls too fat. You you not puke up breakfast and you not do Adderall. Yes, you do body wrap. You you uh, do body wrap and uh, shrink belly. That's hilarious. Mrs. Trump, what should we put in the kids' lunch at school? Doesn't matter. Tell them puke it up. Put whatever. Ho hos, Twinkies. Just make sure you puke it up afterwards. Now, this is sad because we're, we're, we're starting as we record day three of the convention, and I haven't read enough about day two, and you said, obviously, you were moving. Um, but Trump, after night one, uh, flew to New York to do Trump shit and uh, accepted the nomination via video screen at his own convention. <laughs> like, He's got more the, important shit exactly. to do than go to the convention. I love that. <laughs> I love that. He just left his own fucking convention. Oh, yeah, dude, you know, how, how fucking shitty would you feel? Like, that has to be like a wake-up call to all those Republicans who bought into his bullshit at but the convention. It's not. That's just like, oh, man, we got fucking hat. Like, this guy is a douchebag. We got tricked into electing a douchebag. He is not even going to be in the White House. He's just going to be off using his position to fucking build more towers and wherever the fuck. And, like, we're not even going to have a president now. He's going to do the whole thing from Air Force One 
um, on his way to make shady business deals exactly. and bankrupt his own businesses. And like, that's, that's what we just elected. And it's fucking hilarious. And I love it. And as much as I love it, uh, I heard the most depressing thing this morning on, uh, on NPR, they were uh, interviewing Latino Trump supporters uh, the 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 end around bullshit logic they were it wasn't even logic but they basically came down to one point which was well he's not Hillary and like oh yes I know he said all these things about Mexicans being rapists and I'm I'm Hispanic and I'm Mexican and whatever uh, but but you know I still think he's a good man with a good heart and will do the right thing. Latino Trump support. It's like, kind of like seeing a Jewish guy with a Mel Gibson poster in his living room. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, or even worse, a Hitler one. I mean. Because Mel just used rhetoric, whereas well, I suppose all Trump has done is rhetoric. But you know, it's it's just I can't. Wrap yeah, my but head with the Hitler it. poster, you can you can at least make the argument. Well, maybe somebody thought it was Charlie Chaplin. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you don't see a lot of Hitler posters. You see a lot of Charlie Chaplin. Well, I can see how someone would get confused. There you go. But I just can't wrap my head around being Latino. I mean, unless you're, you know, I guess with with. Uh, in the Latino community, it's it's hilarious to uh, the infighting between don't call a Puerto Rican Puerto Rican a Mexican or a Mexican a, a Cuban or any of that. It's it's like uh, you know, well, you see that. I mean, lots of lots of play. I mean, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, as far as countries go, you usually fight with the countries next to you. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's, I mean, it's a little more yeah, globalized yeah. now, and I, I mean, the United States is not a good example of that. But no, no, but like um, China, Japan, yeah, yeah, China, China Japan, that's, that's Korea. Why I think that, the only the way I the only way I can wrap my head around it where I was going is it'd be funny if you were like such a hardcore because he's he's basically said Mexicans he has not said Latinos he said Mexicans are rapists we're gonna build a wall so it'd be funny for like Puerto Ricans or Cubans to be like yeah fuck those Mexicans you know like that's why they support Trump because well, I, like I you said imagine. they argue with their other Latinos yeah, because. Yeah. It's it's like a sports rivalry where the fucking Wisconsin and Minnesota hate each other because of the Vikings Packers rivalry. Well, yeah, but I I would you would think that they would be smarter if they're like okay if if you're a racist white dude you probably don't like most people that aren't white and if if, if you're like a non Hispanic person who's racist that doesn't like one group of Hispanic people like you probably don't like the other groups either. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, if you're a Puerto Rican guy who doesn't like Mexicans, well, yeah, of course you're still going to like Puerto Rican guys, but if you're a white guy that doesn't like Mexicans, like, you probably don't like Puerto Ricans either. Like, you probably don't even really know the difference that much. Like, you probably don't even bother to separate the two. Yeah, I mean, you'd think they'd use that logic, but I, they obviously don't, because as I said, all they fell back on was, well, he's not Hillary, and in the end, he'll do the right thing. And like, no, he won't. Everything he has said up to this point, and now his actions are proving that he won't do the right thing. I can't, it looked I, I like can't, they had money, so because if, if, if you're like rich, I get it, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, fun. it's like throwing your own, it's like throw, having a birthday party thrown for you. And you just sort of leave in the middle of it. Like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, my God. Well, I mean, if, if if somebody's rich, though, they might just be looking out for their own pockets. No, They're no, like, just, listen, I'm, I'm loaded. This guy's going to tax me less. Fuck yeah. it. I, I, don't, I don't care anything other than that. I, I, I mean, like, I, it's, not, it's not a good thing, but I, I, it at least makes sense to me why yeah, you would no, look past that shit. Screw you on yours. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas, or, I mean, like, the, 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 the lower class... 
I, I guess reason for that would be also sort of just yeah, you bought into their rhetoric of like, well, we're making it easier for people to get rich because we have less regulations in business. So it's easier for you to get into business. And I know you're mopping the floor right now, but you're going to be the one in the office upstairs. If you just, I, I don't know, use the money you made at the bottom of the chain to invest, you get to the top of the chain and you'll be rich and taxless as long as you don't let all these goddamn socialists take away your opportunities. And that's, that's sort of their, their, the mindset that's that's what they whipped the poor into thinking you know yeah it'll be interesting to see uh the uh democratic convention next week counter i've always it's funny when you look over history the they always talk about the convention bump and uh i I haven't read a study so again i'm just talking up my ass but i have known in the past like the convention that goes last gets the bigger and longer bump because it's the one remains with you it's like the headliner convention so It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Democratic convention next week, how they uh, watch this dumpster fire and respond. Yeah, say what you want about Hillary Clinton. I'll bet she shows up, you know. <laughs> like, what the fuck? All right, we got a minute or two left. Jake, got anything you want to talk about quick? Um, oh, man, uh, last night, no, the night before last night, uh, we, we got back sort of late. We were at the old apartment, and... We, we got back here, and we, but we have these weird basement windows. You know, they're just kind of, it, it's sort of a, a, a weird layout. It's a basement. So you and, look at people's feet? Is like they're, they're at street level or? I mean, yeah, one of them is street level, but you can't really see. There's like, uh, like railings and stuff outside of that. So you don't see much outside of there. But the other one kind of faces the backyard. And I noticed that one had was open earlier in the day, and the cat was kind of looking at it. It's up high because it's a basement, so I closed it, and with the latch had been painted over, so it doesn't it doesn't really line up the best. But I got it in there enough to where it's going to stay. Well, he must have jumped way up there and pawed that thing open because when we got home late uh, two nights ago, he's he's gone. That thing's open and, and he's out. And I, I looked in the backyard, didn't see him, so I finally went out and, and told my girlfriend, you know. I, of course, she's freaking out and looking around for the cat. Like she, her and her friend went out and like walked around the neighborhood. And she was just like, "You stay here in case he comes back. Just put out food, whatever." And so I, I put out food in that window, and it, like he kind of he doesn't really let me pick him up unless he wants to be picked up, or you know, because if not, he'll he'll kind of bite at me or scratch or whatever. But just just a little bit, just enough to keep me off. He kind he comes back an hour later, and this is like almost three in the morning, man. Um, he comes back to the window, and I, I see him there. He's kind of looking at the food, so I take it down, hoping he'll jump down to get the food. He's like, nah, bring the food back up, right? So I'm, I'm not doing that. I know I got to reach out and grab him, but I knew he would. I, he's he's going to bite like hard. He does not want to come back in. And so I'm like, fuck it. She's out there losing her mind looking for this thing. I just got to grab him. So I reach out. This thing bit the ever-living fuck out of my head. Like, I have never been bit like this by a cat. He was, while he was scratching my hand, he's, like, biting down on my left knuckle of, of my thumb, the big one, and just shaking. And, you know, like, I I was bleeding. Like, I'm holding my, my, my arm up, and, I mean, blood is... He got deep, man. It's running down my elbow and dripping all over the floor. And I'm like, dude... I had a friend of mine's cat eat eat mushrooms on Halloween. Like it got into his mushrooms when I was like 18 
and he was having a party there and there was uh different lights in every room and there's like 50 people all with demon masks and shit because it's a halloween kegger and he's like oh this cat's freaking out and i went down to pet it and it scratched the hell out of my finger to where i was bleeding pretty good but that cat was on mushrooms during a <laughs> halloween party you know what i'm saying this thing just kind of wanted to be outside he bit me worse than i've ever been bit by a fucking cat and it was the night before we're moving all the heavy shit that we're you know we're renting the u-haul we're doing all the lifting and I, I do have a mild allergy to cats. I can live with them but and, and kind of build up immunities to where I'm not sneezing or nothing like that. But, you know, I, I don't normally get my skin punctured by them and get their saliva all the way on the inside of my hand, you know, because I mean, he, you know, he got pretty deep. So this thing puffed up yesterday to where, like, I thought I was going to have to get it lanced this morning because it was, dude, it, it was like twice as big. Like, it was Jesus fucking huge. Christ. So I just soaked it in salt water the whole time. I'm just sitting there like, dude. If I got to get my thumb amputated because of this fucking cat, I am going to make a pair of four-fingered mittens out of him. Like, I am going to just skin him and make mittens, and people are going to be like, dude, how did you lose your thumb, but where did you get that awesome pair of mittens? And I'm going to be like, same place for both. Same place for fucking what is, both, man. What does Samson think of the cat? Uh, Samson don't like him. Uh, they, it's kind of funny. Like, I think they sort of get along in their own little way, but it, it, we'll wake up and Samson always sits on the bed and he'll always chase the cat in the morning and the cat just kind of runs from him, even though the cat's bigger than him. And yeah, I, I just, could probably kick his ass. Yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, after, after this thing did what it did to my thumb. Yeah. I mean, if it really wanted to fucking bite down on this dog. It could, but every now and then it'll like just kind of swipe at, at Samson as he's walking by just to play with him. But Samson doesn't like that shit at all. You know what I mean? He's just like, ah, fuck you. And, and he'll like chase him. The cat will just kind of like run away, but in like a playful like, ah, what are you going to do? You know, you're not going to do anything if you do catch me. But I, I think the cat realized that Samson will always chase him. So when he's hungry in the morning, he'll just kind of come in the bedroom and hang out around the bed until the dog starts barking and chasing him, and because he knows that'll wake us up. That's funny. We used to we we have a dog and a cat. We used to have two cats, and the dog and the cat here get along just fine. They don't give a fuck about one another. But the old cat, uh, it was great. It was it, it ruled the house, and it was just it was you know smaller than the dog. The yeah. dog could have beat it, but it would just it rule. It would just take swipes at the dog. <laughs> Hate it. Just like start hissing the dog. Just wanted to play. The dog would like that's funny. You know, do playful like yips at it, like yip yip, and the cat would just like smack it on the nose and run away. But it was no fear. <laughs> All right, that's kids, awesome. Thanks for listening. If you got any dog and cat stories, uh, send them in. Uh, your theories on Melina Trump and plagiarism. Uh, your thoughts about German U-boats bombing merchant ships and civilian... Oh, and Dan Carlin's Hardcore History Podcast. Check that out, too. That's that's awesome. All of it. JakeVever.com, NathanTimmel.com. Later. Later.